for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture PlayStation f- podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, can patreon.com slash popcultures, as well as our merchandise store, because of the slash shop. We can buy shirts, other assorted shit, without logos on it. PSVR's around the corner. Please help. We remembered it. After a month and a bit away, the intro is there. I remember to shill about PSVR. You barely would have known we've been away. <laughs> uh, will the shilling stop after the launch of PSVR 2? Yeah, 100%. Next- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Like, until whatever the next big thing they want to release. But like the shilling will pretty much stop. Like We've, so we've what, never what, really pushed the, the financial aspect of what we do, but rarely have we had to pay for PSVR 2. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, welcome to 2023. Look, I know you've been living in 2023 for like 16 days now, but because we didn't acknowledge it, it didn't happen. Now it's 2023, uh, or at least for us here at uh, here at the, at the For the Players. Uh, so it's also good. Hope you had a lovely Christmas break or whatever holiday festivus you choo- that you choose to uh, support in that time. It was relaxing and all that sort of nonsense. Max, how's your break? I was sick until after Christmas. That was it fun. Sure was. Um, and then I got to I, I got to catch up with some family after that because they came down for Christmas. But um, with everyone being sick, we uh, we did our own thing, which was fine. And then <laughs> sorry. I haven't done much. Uh, sorry, in the I'm chat, a- Puck jumps in and goes, "You welcoming us to 2023 is like the pilot of an airplane welcoming us to the city that we've just arrived at. It is. It's like welcome to Sydney." we've already landed for like 10 minutes yeah it's beautiful we've, we've, we've been in sydney airspace for quite some time now, <laughs> yeah it's true you were yeah around. you were sick for quite a, a long window yeah I was, I was crook as and then i only had a week break i just got the literally the week between christmas and New years so i've been back at work for what feels like forever already mm. <laughs> and i'm planning on taking some leave hopefully in march yeah it's when you move into the new house yeah, this so, is a new house here. It's a pretty big yeah, deal. Fucking hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get delayed like Skull and Bones. Spoilers. Hey, spoilers for the news. Spoilers for you. Um, so yeah, it's better up. The, the the break was good, but not long enough. Oh yeah, I feel that. I myself break was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was very chill. I spent a lot of time with my son, which is always a big highlight for me. Uh, I got to have the first real Christmas 
Well, my first Christmas in this house, for first Christmas by myself. So last year for Christmas, I was still living with you. Uh, sorry, last year, the year before. So uh, uh, back then, uh, in what, 2021, I had my Christmas at your house. Uh, 2022, I had my first Christmas in this house. It was awesome. Um, his mother was very was so kind enough to let him wake up here on Christmas Day. And that was one of the, the most beautiful experiences that I could have ever had, watching his face of just joy and excitement as he snuck around my house seeing if Santa came. Uh, outside of that, the break was pretty low-key, did, did a little bit of traveling, saw my, went and saw my mom, uh, you know, went to um, uh, James's grandparents, uh, I caught up, caught up with my dad, uh, it was just bits and pieces really, there was nothing like massive that I did like I didn't really like mm. slow down either but I didn't really like do a whole lot either it was kind of this weird balance um but like yourself you know I would have enjoyed more of a break I've been back at work for a week and like ah <laughs> oh, can I go on break again um but no it was it was actually really really good it was interesting not doing like, like every year that we have the break because we do this show pretty much every week unless something drastic comes up but we always take a couple of weeks off over the break over the christmas break and it was weird not having this every sunday but it was also good to have some free time to not think about the news not think about what games we're having to review or play or it was actually like really relaxing in that time not having to edit the edit this bitch late at night yeah for a Monday morning upload. Now, quickly as in the chat, I see a question there from Chili Panini. Great name, by the way. I wish we... Ho- Can we hold on to that question? Because that is an exceptional end of the show question. So for those who don't know, at the end of the show, we have a section called From the Players, but we answer listener questions, and I think that's a really good one. So we'll come back to that. Speaking of the chat, then we'll jump in. We'll get in there. Uh, what else have we got? Uh Oh, Fabes uh, jumps in and mentions that they too have pre-ordered the PSVR 2 and they hate themselves for it, which is a bold strategy. I don't hate myself for it. I'm not proud of my purchase, but I'm... (laughs) The advantage that that we have is that it counts as work. Um, Excited to come quad. Says, happy 2023, fellas. Happy 2023 to you. Buddy asked the question, are are we getting the DualSense Edge? No. If it comes down in price. Yeah, if it's not, not a bajillion I'm not, dollars. I'm not, I'm not paying 340 bucks for it. No, it looks... It, it, yeah, same battery, a bunch of extras that I probably won't use. Um, I asked for whether there was any review units, just loaners. Okay, can I borrow it, review it, and send it back? And they went, no. I'm like, yeah, it's fair. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So... One of the things we did do over the break is we'll get into the regular beats of the show now. Just thought we'll get into the section that we talk about what we've been playing. Now, Max, remove removing the restraints of having to review games except for the one you've been played the last week, which we'll get into a little bit. We'll get into right now if you want to. What games did you spend time with over the Christmas break? Uh, well, I spent a lot of ge- a time with games uh, supplied by Bandai Namco Australia over my break. Uh, the first one being uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, oh, having a 
It's all right. Well, why? I'll give you a minute to think. I'll give you a minute. I'll give you a minute to think about it because Rocker Mummy in the chat has lovely subscribe, resubscribed, and says, "Happy first show of 2020." Thank you, Rocker Mummy. And the game you want is Final Fantasy Seven. I know, right? Crisis Core. Crisis Core. Yeah, it's the remastered Crisis. Yeah, that one. Yeah. As I was saying, I lost confidence because I'm like, wait, what did Max just say? I had before crisis in my head for some reason, but yeah, Christ. It's, it's the, it's the re- before, before Christ, yeah, before Christ, yeah, Final Fantasy VII before Christ, <laughs> before- <clears throat> hardcore. <laughs> it's cri- it was Crisis Core Final Fantasy. Yeah, we were kind of there. It's, it's I love how you turned your PS5 on. on, like the beep came through and everything, yeah, just good. to check it. I'm glad everyone, I'm glad everyone realized that. I had a complete mental break of what I'd been playing. Um, so yeah, a lot of my a lot of my holidays was was that the game is awesome. It's very uh, I I unfortunately missed out on playing it when it first uh, came out because I didn't own a PSP. So it's just essentially pretty much the same game, but it looks it looks way better. They've updated the UI to 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 play to more coincide with that of Final Fantasy VII Remastered. The game's still tight. The story's still tight. Um, some of the CG cutscenes should have seen some love, but didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> but the, yeah, it's still it's still awesome. It's still very much the the if you played it, it's very much the game you know and love. And I like uh, in every RPG that I play, I spent way too much time farming, and I kind of steamrolled through a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, you do have um, a you do have a history of doing that. That's kind of in your in your wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, a big old farmer um but more recently uh i was lucky enough to be uh sent uh one piece odyssey early <gasps> so again thank you to the team over at bandai namico australia who also sent me this awesome swag pack for one is piece your swag odyssey, pack so... near you oh unfortunately it's not the fuck idiot. max <laughs> so i got this awesome t-shirt little tote bag lanyard which i now use at work <laughs> um and, and a set of three pins yeah some some buttons um so that is this is the new uh, essentially open world rpg for one piece uh i rolled credits literally half an hour ago i've, I've been <laughs> uh, once again i got stuck very very early in the game and decided I, I i don't want this to happen again i kind of farm farmed it out for a bit so essentially this game is <clears throat> uh, an original story you y- your ship the straw hat pirates crash land on uh wayford island which is this mysterious island i'm gonna uh, nod but i have no idea what you're talking about yeah (laughs) surrounded by essentially this massive storm which is why they've crashed uh where they meet what appear to be the the island's only two inhabitants in audio and Lim, two new characters to the series um and Lim, fearing that they are pirates, as they are, has the ability to steal their powers and seal them away because, you know, pirates are a threat. So you spend the game reliving your memories and your experiences to gain your powers back so you can help them discover the mystery of the island that you're stuck on. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty. It's a pretty cool story. There's so, some it- twists and turns in it. Um, I really, I really enjoyed the story. 
It sounds like a story. I have no context <laughs> for anything that you just said. But like for those, I guess with that sort of com- with that comment, like for those that are fans of One Piece, uh, is this going to? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so when you when you when you relive those memories, you you play through the the memories of. So if you're a fan of the show or if yeah. you, you read the manga or whatever, you will know exactly what happens. But there's slight differences to the story because, because they're memories you misremember memories aren't oh always brilliant great idea but the big kicker is that as you gain strength you remember all the enemies being stronger than what they actually were at oh. the time because you yourself are stronger so you go back and you've lost all your powers but the enemies are still stronger because you think this you remember them being stronger than what they actually were so you kind of get the shit kicked out of you <laughs> which is cool but you know you essentially relive some big moments in the in the one piece story <coughs> which is really cool it kind of pull, pulls on those heartstrings and nostalgia which is awesome uh for combat it is just a regular turn-based combat game it reminded me very much of the persona series Ooh. in both its visual style and the way it plays uh so the the uh the big kicker in, in the in the combat is <clears throat> you uh, essentially you get broken up into four areas of combat and as you clear the enemies from one area your uh, characters are then able to move to a different area to help out their other teammates and so on and so forth combat works in a paper scissors rock style gameplay so power characters beat speed speed beats technical technical beats power and you use that your is not how i remember rock paper scissors but okay continue <laughs> um so combat is fairly fast-paced. You have your standard attack and then all your skills, which are essentially all the skills that you know and love from the anime. Oh, my fa- is my favorite there- one there? <laughs> there is the ability to speed up combat all right, cool. uh, built, into, built into the game, so you can double speed it. You can also set combat to automatic. The AI does a very, very good job of not being shit. <laughs> um, it uses the it uses items when they should be used. It heals characters when they do need healing, and it will always pick the best attack for uh, for your turn. So it's not like those AIs are kind of just mash attack for you and let characters die. Mm-hmm. It does play out very very well. So if you do like to farm, you can turn that auto battle on, turn double speed on gain some levels quickly but the only way to gain new abilities is by doing those memory missions okay you can't just level up to gain skills back it'll just up your passive hp and stuff like that so one uh, look i i'm very much on the record of not being an anime fan i i have said that a lot and we've lost max's video so now i'm in max's square what's going on my bad I, i think i kicked the cable yeah, you, you may have. Hi, I'm I'm in Max's square. Turn my camera back on. Here we go. So as I was Sorry saying, yeah, okay, <laughs> there it is. So as I was saying, I'm I, I'm on the record, not a big fan of, of animes. Or like I'm very non weeb. Um, one of my biggest critiques when it comes to anime inspired video games is they all look like asshole. Like they all look really cheap, really bad. Like cell shaded or really bad like you know angular trying to re- uh, replicate that that anime style the only the only game that i think ever kind of really nailed it might be might be persona 5 how does it look it looks pretty good it's not as good as persona 5 <clears throat> but it does portray the characters very well mm-hmm. 
Like it's not you don't get too much of that. It it's almost there, but not quite. It, it does look pretty good. My only gripe with it is much like a lot of uh, a lot of these styles of games. Um, you you know you have when you're out in the open world, you do have those. Uh, each of the straw hat pirates have their own essentially overworld ability. So as a main character, Luffy who is the rubber man, you can kind of slingshot yourself across gaps, grab onto things far away. Mm -hmm. um, so there's specific points where you can do that. You can't just do it freely. Uh, you do have free movement. You can jump around, but a lot of the barriers are just... Keep chatting to me one sec. ...are essentially just sky high to the point where, you know, some fences you can't jump over because there's a tiny little gap in the map that you can't cross. Um, the, the Zoro, the swordsman, has the ability to open up uh, anything made of iron his sword basically just cuts through doors or boxes loot chests stuff like that um three of the characters sanji uh and the two female characters who for the life of me um <clears throat> their, their names escape me nami and the other, other one. one i can't think of her name they have passive skills where they uh, essentially can see hidden objects around the map. So Sanji's the cook, so he can see hidden ingredients that he can cook with. Uh, and the other two are uh, basically <clears throat> archaeology-style characters, so they, they find hidden uh, knowledge points around the map, mm -hmm. which is cool. Uh, Chopper, the doctor, is small, so he can fit through small gaps. He's the only character that can go through underground. Uh, and the last one is Frankie, who has the ability to build bridges over gaps that you cannot cross. So they all have their own little niche use. For the most part, you are just running around as the main character, but you can swap at any given time. Okay. Which is cool. But yeah, I, I really... I found the, I found the, the story compelling enough to... To, to pull me through um i ended up i think over the last two days i've put in 18 hours into it like so i've just effort. not want i've just not wanted to put it down <clears throat> me. i played it through uh yeah it's it's really fun it's a it's a, probably the only thing is by it's it's not difficult it's not a difficult mm. game it's, it's very simplistic there's no difficulty settings so once you kind of get a little bit ahead you do stay ahead. It's very forgiving in its its XP when you when you uh, beat opponents, mm. and you kind of tend to out level everything. Um, there wasn't really any points where I kind of got stuck too much, um, and a lot of by the back end of the game, I was having no difficulty whatsoever beating any of the bosses. In one of the the, the games, uh, broken up into chapters, so there's nine mm. chapters overall. In one of the chapters, it gives you a one of those stereotypical gaming messages of, hey, if you start this, you're not going to be able to save for a significant period of time. You will have to fight a significant amount of battles one after the other without a break. We recommend you hit level 34 before proceeding. You're only level 30. Do you wish to continue? Went yes. And I steamrolled that whole group without without a sweat. Like it's 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 not too difficult. Um, so it is It is a very light-hearted pick-up-and-play game. It's not too strenuous. The story is compelling enough to keep you going through, and if you are a fan of the anime, you will enjoy this game. Because cool. it, it, it very much touches on those those big key points in the anime when you're reliving those memories, regaining your strength. Excellent. Excellent. Very, very fun. <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> glad you enjoyed it. That's the best thing about it. 
But yeah, oh, so, yeah, I very much so. Yeah, so big thank you to Bandai Namco Australia for providing uh, the review code for Max for One Piece Odyssey. The game is out now uh, on your PS5, there is, also, your PS4. There, is, there is also a demo available if you want to dip your feet in before you trip. Yeah, demo you smash. Yeah. Before I jump into what I've been playing over the break, uh, the Mullet Show has resubscribed for his 58th month in a row. He would get less for murder. Uh, with it being said, even boys, Merry New Year. Merry New Year to you, the Mullet Show. Big thank you. Actually, before I jump into mate, is there any other games you sort of checked out apart from your usuals? No, I don't, I don't think I played anything other than... No, just 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 One Piece Odyssey, Final Fantasy, and DMZ. Oh man! Speaking of DMZ, holy shit! Uh, so the the break started with a, an exceptional amount of DMZ, and me just getting really happy and then angry at the game in in the same uh, evening. Uh, yeah, a lot of DMZ. But myself, I did set out with a mission uh, to 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 do some stuff on the break. One of them was to get the platinum for God of War, which I did. Pretty quickly, actually. Uh, so <clears throat> once uh, holiday kicked in, I just did all the. Uh, <clears throat> I've got a massive frog in my throat in today, apparently. Um, so I just went through and did all the pickups, went through a, literally every realm bit by bit, hundred percent at all, until I got myself the uh, the platinum. Very happy with that, of course. After getting platinum for twenty eighteen was very happy to, 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 to add this to the list and one exceptional game saddened that it's now completed in every possible every facet there's uh I, not much i can do this is, is done so i did have to uninstall it which made me sad uh additionally i so for my son's birthday he turned six uh, in december i bought him hello neighbor 2 uh so he loves i've talked about here before his uh, his love for hello neighbor so be able to to tie the new game in for his birthday it was awesome so when he woke up he got to be it was already installed on his playstation he was very happy so the time a couple of times we've tried to play it together and i just couldn't like get it i was like i don't know what i gotta i don't know what i gotta do with hello neighbor one like he helped me a lot but with this game being brand new we were sort of both having to learn as we went so I was like, you know, I'm going to learn this for him. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play the game. And I played it front to back and accidentally platinumed it. Um, it's not a very hard platinum. <clears throat> it's just, just play the game and you'll get it. Uh, but where Hello Neighbor 1, for those who have never played it, the idea is that you're a, a, in the first game that you are a, a boy who lives across the road from this neighbor um, and you have these uh, essential, essentially imaginations, hallucinations, dreams about him locking people in his house and you having to go in there and break into the basement and get them out. <clears throat> One of the key features of the game is that it doesn't tell you what to do. It goes, you're in the world, here's the world, there are things within it, solve the puzzles to get where you want to go. And a lot of the puzzles aren't even like directly front-facing either. It's like, hey, you find a crowbar. Oh, I guess I can use a crowbar for something. Then as you explore the, support, explore the surroundings, you'd be able to unlock more things and so on and so on. In the second one, you play a journalist that is presumably going there to investigate uh this the, the neighbor and the town in and of itself so outside of just his house you're also mm. expanding into like some local businesses uh and as you sort of realize that there's this greater uh cult uh messaging uh, in the cult sy system spread around this town and so rather than having like individual acts 
ACT, sorry, ACT, like they had before, it was ACT 1, ACT 2, ACT 3. This is all just separate locations. So the first location is the, 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 the neighbor's house, but it's a crime scene now, so you have to dodge a security guard. Second one is, uh, 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 I think it's a bakery, and then in the bakery, you've got to dodge the chef and, you know, so on and so on. And there's a couple. And while all this is going on while the neighbor lives in the museum and you have, during the day, you go to these, during the night, you try to break into the museum. It's it's actually really fun. I quite enjoyed it myself. Like, I wasn't like, uh, <clears throat> I didn't like, oh man, what a good game. I didn't have my uh, uh, God of War level of love for it or anything. I just enjoyed playing it. But, uh yeah, it was it was fine, and it, my son was very happy to sort of to get get the credits on it together, and 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 so now he knows what to do. So if I pull up the game, sick. Minor catch, I bought the deluxe edition of the game, and it came with some add-ons or some DLCs. These DLCs blow, in that they have no save state, so you can only run them through once. They are janky. They have a performance issues like crazy. Like they almost feel like little uh, testing kits. But do not deliver in any of the tests that they do. It's really weird. So I've been trying to like finish them. They don't, they don't benefit the the overall um, <clears throat> like credit or platinum or percentage or whatever. That is there. Like, oh, maybe I'll check them out but I'm starting to lose interest in them because I can't, I have to be in one run and I don't want to. Uh, outside of that, I did try to jump into our backlog challenge from last year, Max. Um, we'll, you know, we'll address that later, but probably not going to do that again this year because it's just, as we come to learn, it's just something we can really do. Um, I returned to In Sound Mind, um, knowing that I was really only had a couple hours left in the game. I have got one more act left in it. I just couldn't, I just, yeah, I got distracted. <clears throat> I did, I, I was going through my games, looking for something new to play. And I I was, went through it and I found the Uncharted Nathan Drake collection. And I thought to myself, <clears throat> man, I remember playing one and two, but I don't remember playing three at all. Because it turns out I didn't. Well, at least I didn't finish it, <clears throat> according to the trophies. So, I recalled that around the launch of four, I went to play one, two, and three before I got the code for four. Played one and two, started three, really only got like an hour or two hours in. Then the code for Uncharted 4 came in, so I ignored it. And I was like, I'm going to go review this game instead. So now I've actually been playing it. I'm so close to the finish. I'm like 85% of the story. Um, It's really good. I think I still think two's better so far, but it's still very, very good. Um, but yeah, it does most certainly show its age though. Uh, with the, even Blue Point did an incredible job of upscaling it, it is showing its age. Uh, other than that, just a bunch of games with my son, but that's but that's really <clears throat> about it. One thing I do want to talk about before we talk, before we jump into like the news and stuff. <clears throat> now, Max, you might remember. No. Uh, good point. Uh, actually, we wouldn't remember because we didn't talk about it at the time because this happened uh, during the break. So for Christmas, I was incredibly kindly gifted the God of War Ragnarok cookbook. 
I was like, oh shit, I'm going to make some like Norse inspired foods is going to be awesome. Very excited. So he realized that he, he realized that he couldn't hunt the meat himself. So it's all nope. <laughs> very quickly. I realized that my cupboard is bare. Mine's I, I've got old mother Hubbard level fucking cupboards, right? There is, there's nothing in them. So I was like, shit. So then I proceeded to have to go buy like $90 worth of spices. <clears throat> so the other night I was sitting there, I was putting all the spices together to make the spice mixes. That was really cool. And then, um, my partner and I, we made, uh, like the, the, these lovely potatoes with this nice, what was the thing was the Jotnan spice on it, which was delicious and, and chicken. I know it was on the chicken, but it wasn't part of the, the menu, but like I had, I had fun just making the spices, right? I felt like I'm not a cook. I have never have been a cook. And I would argue that I'm still not a cook. I just made spices and all it was, was following instructions and putting it in a blender and uh, a spice blender and put it in, into little containers. Um, and I enjoyed that. <clears throat> I'm excited to see what the next thing is, but I finally, uh, I finally, uh, did it. And so Max, <clears throat> the kitchen is open. We'll have some God award dishes coming. One of the things that I did bullshit about on socials was the idea of doing a little cooking show, demonstrating my absolute ineptitude in cooking. But if we wrap it around PlayStation, I, a, I'm going to be interested and B, I can make it content. Would you watch that show, Max? I'll eat the food. I'll, I'll Good try answer. it. Yeah, cool. Cool. Thanks. Maybe I'll die. Maybe I won't. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, so one way to find out. Secondly, speaking of PlayStation related cool things. So for Christmas, friend of the show, Dylan, uh, one of the original co-founders of, of the pop culturist, gifted me this incredible, incredible thing. I don't know what's going to be in the shot. This is The Last of Us Part 2 Joel and Ellie Necker action figures. Now, you can't see it in the shop, but behind me I have the God of War and Atreus double pack uh, and the Nathan Drake. So to then have these incredible... Where is it? There it is. Ellie and Joel. They've got, you know... Uh, where's my finger? There it is. Got Joel over here. Ellie over that side. They're amazing. I haven't opened them yet, but I'm going to put them on the shelf. What an incredible incredible present and like i may have had to kiss uh dylan on the mouth i was happy to because holy shit what a beautiful present beautiful present but that also segues me into something else we a minute ago we talked about god of war and how we would do this extra content around potentially around cooking then backed up by the last of us we have some cool stuff coming so a time of recording it's tomorrow a day of release today of day of release is the last of us on hbo is at one is at 1 p.m is at 1 p.m australian so we for funsies i was like i'm gonna shoot my shot i hit up binge and i was like hey this is what we do etc can we do something they're, they were like, Sean O'Roy, Sean O'Roy, we'll send you screeners for all the episodes. So, we are going to do a short run series of the episodes of The Last of Us uh, with more of the players. They will drop in the afternoon, uh, probably in the evening of each day. So, like, obviously tomorrow... We might do that one live because we got the the screeners what yesterday at time of recording, 
Um, and I haven't sat down with them yet. I know you haven't. I'm probably going to watch the first one tonight. I'm going to have to watch the first one like tomorrow afternoon. I yes. Guess. Yeah. Oh, because we're going to watch it after this. Uh, no, I'm going to cut a work after this. Sucker! Well, yeah, they watch it tomorrow afternoon. Um, maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll watch it live at 1pm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll do it probably around 8 o'clock, I'm thinking. We'll do our live reactions to the first episode. We'll have an open chat. People can come in and we can talk about that. And then we will go off and watch the remaining episodes. And then we will release um, an episode of more of the players uh, on each, each thing. Now... I might release it on the Tuesday morning so that way everyone gets to watch it in the night and then in their feed, nine o'clock Tuesday morning, there it is. Uh, so we'll go by episode by episode, do a breakdown, talk about how it compares to the game, talk about the, the show in and of itself. So um, that's very exciting. So they will actually, we you know how we said like, oh, we want to do some more of the player stuff. Well, we actually are. So there you go. There's something cool. So um, keep an eye out of that on the, on the feeds if you're interested. So big thank you to the team over at Binge uh, for hooking us up with HBO and uh, allowing us to have this ripper opportunity. Um, and we cannot wait to to watch the sh- to, to watch and share uh, our thoughts with the show with you guys as well. Um, it's going to be it's an interesting discussion. Like because review, reviews are out at the moment and the scores are pretty good. Looking from sevens to nines, I think I saw some tens. It's sitting at a fucking ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, sure. no, I saw. I thought something was seven the other day, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah, like it was a hunt. It was the only thing to ever have a hunt. Like a, one of the only things to ever have a hundred on Rotten from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, and then I think it shifted down to ninety-eight. But as you mentioned. Yeah, I'll double check. But last time I saw it, I think it was sitting at 98. Yeah. So look, once again, as of, as of right now, neither you or I have watched it. How are you feeling heading into The Last of Us? So, I have watched a little bit. I've, I've watched... I well, you, I watched you, better first, sh- you better shut your whole mouth. I, wa- I watched about the first half an hour. But <clears throat> um, I'm... I'm skeptical. Oh. Just because I've been burnt so many times oh, yeah, over definitely. a fucking yeah. video game adaptation. So, like, well, I'm as in, as in. Reverend Puck in the chat adds, uh, a lot of Xbox kids super mad that Halo was shit. I've got to go in with low expectations yeah. so it can only go up. Yeah. Well, see, I'm skeptical. I'm, so far, the casting choices have been good. I'm okay with the casting choices. I am positively optimistic. Positively optimistic. You know what I mean? I mean that in terms of like, oh, cool! I'm actually really excited. Like, this should be awesome. Like, there's kind of not mm-hmm. much else like it. And in terms of faith, it feels to be one of the most, at least on the surface, with those that are involved, it looks to be the most faithfully adapted content. Like the 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 sort of yeah. cross transmedia thing, right? You know, we've looked at like the Doom movie, which kind of exists in name only. Uncharted. Having now just recently replayed three, like they just pulled shit from fucking every game. They pulled the whole flight sequence is from three. The boat in the cave is from four. Like the whole pre-story is from three as well. They pull some shit from two and one. And like they just hodgepodge living shit out of the series for that movie. Complete disservice to the game. Um, Like the witch is probably the most kind of good adaption but even then it's not based on the game it's based on the the books so like there's and like the and except for the super mario movie which is coming out soon which may be okay except for chris platt chris pratt's fucking bullshit delivery 
that could be something in and of itself. We don't know. But looking at the information that we have right now, The Last of Us looks to be awesome. Mm. Now I'm not saying that because you said we've got we've got we've got pre we got pre access and we have but we haven't I said we haven't watched any of them yet. I want to preface that again. What we say at this very moment is based solely on the feelings. It's in the loins. It's in your front area. In your nips. You know, my nips are saying that Last of Us should be pretty sweet. Look, my my nips have have yet to let me down, except for all the times that they did. All right, let's get to this section called Inform the Players, where you tell you about what happened uh, over the last couple of weeks while we've been away. Uh, well, spoilers, not too much. Yeah, not too much. So so this, this will be a very so this, quick highlight. Yeah, so this is kind of just a hodgepodge of what's happened over the last three weeks. Um, so we'll kick things off, as we always do, with some PlayStation-related news. And we have, I believe, launching in two days' time, at time of recording, the new PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium titles. Oh, yeah. Yep, so this month we have Back for Blood PS4, PS5, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition for PS5, and the Standard Edition for PS4, Dragon Ball Fighters for PS4, Erica PS4, Jet the Far Shore PS5, PS4, oh. Just Cause 4 PS4, Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm PS4, and Omno on PS4, and the three premium titles are Hot Shots Golf 2 PS1, Star Wars Demolition PS1, and Siphon Filter Three. Cool. Well, it took them like eight months, but all three siphon filters are there. Thumbs up. Uh, Star Wars Demolition is a great like little destruction derby game uh, on PS1 with skinned in, in Star Wars. So you play like Darth Maul and Adder. You can play the Rancor, like that fucking, you know, that real fat dude that's like, <laughs> sad when the Rancor dies at the Return of the Jedi. He ain't sad currently because he gets to be on top of a Rancor and punching things. Um, as Buddy in the chat goes, keen to play Jet, reviewed pretty meh. I was like 40. Oh, yeah, I tried to get a review code for Jet the Far Shore at the time. Didn't happen, but I was keen to check it out. It looked something, it looked kind of interesting. And the idea you're just kind of flying into nothing. Mm. It felt very journey in that way. But yeah, I was going to pay $45 for it. So I'm keen to check it out now. Um, Erica is dope. I did really enjoy Erica. It's one of those, it's an FMV game, but kind of with a different spin to it. Uh, I quite liked it a lot. And Devil May Cry 5 is pretty sick from memory. If you've got a if you've got a 120 fr- uh, TV, Devil May Cry 5 is going to be mint. This guy, ah, oh, almost talked about my TV. Crap, I talked about my TV. Anything jumps out to you there? Uh, I'm in the same boat as Buddy. Actually, I want to check out Jet. Um, but other than that, I think I've played. Most Look, I love. I just realized you're misspelling. You were yeah. I wrote Knack for Blood, which I, would have been a way better title. Dude, Knack for Blood, like that's that's Knack Four. Like they haven't released Knack Three yet. But when they did, when they released Knack Four, Knack Four Blood, ooh, ooh, that will move some units. All right, following up from that, wait. Oh yeah, firmware updates uh, have hit the PlayStations. Uh, there's been an update for the DualSense Edge, which is coming out in about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, we neither you or I are checking it out. We were, we asked whether there was any like loaner units because the thing's like four hundred bucks, and they're like, no. PlayStation Australia were like, no. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. So we we'll, we probably won't check it out. But um, if it happens to come our way, we'll see how we go. But yeah, with PSVR around the corner, I'm not paying for it at the moment, sadly. Uh, the system software update. There has been a system software update. Uh, apparently, it's improving system performance. However, there are some future 
firmware rumors uh, as one of them as apparently Sony is patching in support for the upcoming uh, DualSense Edge Tom Henderson a reliable scribe at Insider Gaming has said that another PS5 update uh, currently set for the 8th of March will include that full Discord support um, that we have wanted previously while also the ability to stream PS5 games on the PS5 what? I'm sure the latter feature will supposedly be made available for PS Plus Premium members and allowing them to circumvent large downloads, that makes sense, in order to play a native PS5 title immediately via cloud streaming. Not here in Australia, because that's not going to happen. We don't have the infrastructure to do so. Uh, said to have been in testing for months now, the firmware uh, the feature will apparently be available as part of the public beta for the 7.00 firmware update, which is set to begin shortly. Now, Max, when they originally promised the uh, the, the yeah, Discord G- integration, G- Jim Ryan said it was coming soon. But didn't they say originally in, ja- in January of last year? Oh, defined soon, I suppose. Now, like we're using Discord right now to record this pod. Uh, when you and I, when when you and myself and 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 your contemporaries uh, <laughs> play games on your PlayStation, you do use the party chat function, mostly uh, because there is no Discord. We're probably going to move to Discord. Yeah, I was going to say. Discord's going to make a lot of things easier. So uh, for a lot of those games where we pick up and play with random players, uh, much like um, doing raids in Destiny, that all have cross, uh, cross-platform cross capabilities now, Discord's a lifesaver mm-hmm. because the in-game chat for most of those games are just fucking hot garbage. It's true. Um, the only one that kind of sort of does all right is is Warzone 2's proximity chat. I do like the idea of proximity chat. I also do like um, getting swore at people <laughs> in proximity chat. Um, but yeah, so I think Discord will replace uh, the standard PlayStation party chat for a lot of people. Yeah, like I, I like, don't get me wrong, PlayStation party chat is pretty good. It's fine, but yeah. Discord will be a lot better. I yeah, look, I, I'm really bad at using Discord. Like, I'm in a bunch of servers that I'd never contribute to. Um, and I don't... Because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games, I don't see there be that pressing need uh, for me. But, like, I understand its importance. And I I'm look, I know there's a lot of people that are looking very, very excited for it to happen. Well, other things that are very important... Now, this a is more relevant to are, me than Discord. ...are excited... Uh, Accessibility controllers. So Sony has been a pioneer for accessibility in their games with its first party productions like The Last of Us Part 1 and God of War Ragnarok, winning awards for their commitment to ensuring that they're playable by all players. However, one piece that's been missing has been a true revision of the DualSense controller that suits the needs of everyone. Enter Project Leonardo. Dumb name in my opinion, I'm sorry. Well, so was Project Morpheus, which was PSVR (laughs) until it happened. Uh, So this is a hardware kit um, has been developed in collaboration with numerous accessibility consultants and promises, quote, to help many players with disabilities play games more easily, more comfortably, and for longer periods of time, end quote. It's been designed in collaborations with charities such as Able Gamers, Special Effect, and Stacker, and is built to work in tandem with the PlayStation 5 console to open up, quote, new ways of gaming. Project Leonardo aims to address common challenges faced by many players with limited motor control, including difficulty holding a controller for long periods, accurately pressing small clusters of buttons or triggers, or positioning thumbs and fingers optimally on a standard controller. The senior vice president of platform experience, Hideki Nishino, wrote on the PlayStation blog. 
Rather than a rigid controller, Project Leonardo is being pitched more as a hardware kit which can be assembled to suit specific needs and requirements. Effectively, you can mix and match parts and components to create and config create the configuration that you need, and it interfaces with the PlayStation 5 to allow complete customization across the board, ranging from button mapping to layout profiles. So, this is Brent. Mostly, like, look, for those that may or may not remember, uh, my day job, I work in uh, for a disability support service. Um, I do work primarily within mental health supports. But the key thing about what I do is I've helped create a department and I continue to run a department that uses video games as therapy for those that need it. Um, and whether it be for those that have um, so psychosocial disabilities or those that have physical disability. And one of the biggest problems that PlayStation have had, aside from their incredible work around having accessibility within their games, whether it be what, what began in Last of Us Part 2, which has been in every release since, is these intricate levels of ability to help someone play. However, they have all solely been reliant on someone's ability to use a DualShock controller, or a DualSense in this case. This is a step in that right direction. Now, play, now Xbox have had the adaptive controller forever, and we have one on, on at work, and it's awesome. So, it, you know, it's a standard box, and then you buy the extras and it plugs with it. The difference here is for Xbox, the, it's just the box. You don't get any of the additional plugs. They then cost extra. By the looks of this, by purchasing Leonardo, you get the base thing, all the buttons, the extra control sticks and everything. And then you have the ability to add additional accessories in order to make it best fit your support needs. This is so, so fucking good. Because, you know, aside from what we do and my belief that I, for me, PlayStation is the best place best place to play now it's the best place to play for everyone it could truly be for the players you know it has the ability to 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 hit a bunch of different spaces and you know as someone that isn't abilities challenged it won't always make sense to me why they've made the made it look this way why they've done why they've chose to go down this path but i i greatly respect and understand those that want to because you know one of those things people like you know they talk about accessibility in say like Elden Ring or whatever right the game doesn't have to be easy this controller alone could make it possible for someone to play Elden Ring at the difficulty that it is the native difficulty but they have the controller to make it happen that is going to be amazing for those who want to do it you know what I mean yeah, Me for personally. sure. No, for sure. It's it's an absolutely incredible incentive. When it becomes available, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna totally be getting one through with work and using it with our clients. Uh, I may even I'll reach out PlayStation as well and be like, hey, this is what this is my day job. This could be something cool. I've got the perfect people to test this for you. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. <clears throat> All right, next piece of new Deja Vu Max. Have you ever felt that like? you've experienced a moment before like maybe even six times before because you should because uh. it's skull and bones so another year begins and a, yet another 
delay for Skull and Bones. Earlier this week, Ubisoft confirmed it's once again delaying Skull and Bones and also cancelling the development of three unannounced games. I bet you it's a Splinter Cell one. The three titles in question weren't named, but in case of the troubled pirating experience, publisher says it will now launch for PS5, quote, early on in the 2023 to 2024 fiscal year. So that's probably like what? June? Oh no, the fiscal year is what? Like April? Through until... Well, it was set to launch in March. Yeah, March... A lot of a lot of companies, their fiscal year is March to March. Yeah, so it was, originally the... coming out in, it was originally coming out in December and then it got pushed to, I think, the 6th or the 8th of March. Hmm. And now it's, yeah, being pushed again. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, so which means it's anywhere between... I'm just going to say June and June. I think they're going to use the standard fiscal year. Um, announced, uh, so now originally announced all the way back in 2017, Skull and Bones has suffered several production issues and delays. The title reappeared in July 2022 with a gameplay presentation, at which point a November release was announced, as you pointed out, Max. It was then pushed back until the 9th of March 2023. Okay. Now budding pirates will have to wait even longer. Uh, I, lost my, I lost my spot. There it is. As Ubisoft stops short of attaching a new date to the anchor. Although the firm uh, says players, quote, will be positively surprised by its evolution, end quote, thanks to a more polished build and balanced experience. As for why the French publisher has cancelled three games, it points towards the disappointing sales of recent games like Just Dance 2023. Why? Because Just Dance 2023, no one gives a fuck anymore. And Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, downside of a, of a of Just on Switch. Ubisoft says it's facing, quote, major challenges as the industry continues to shift towards mega brands and long-lasting titles, end quote. So it's reviewing its revenue prospects and will be cautious in the future. As a result, it's uh, depreciating roughly 500 million euro of capitalized R&D and ongoing a restructuring process. This is designed to secure, quote, long-term growth and value-created prospects. Before we jump into that juicy goodness, Max, Skull and Bones. Yeah, look, I haven't been excited for it for the last six years. I don't really care. I wasn't point. excited about it to begin with, right? Like the, yeah. the, the entire premise of it was let's take the the, the main parts out of uh, uh, Black Flag and do, make a game out of that. Okay, I don't mean to alarm anyone. Now in the world that we live in, it's not very good. Uh, yeah, because they kind of, they've now been beaten to the punch by the likes of Sea of Thieves, which is... There's a game called Tortuga, which comes out in like a couple of weeks. Also I, a pirate I swear, game. I, I swear Tortuga is like a game that's been out before. I swear I've played a pirate game called Tortuga before. Probably. Like way, way, like way back in the day. Yeah, but there's, yeah, there's a new one but coming Yeah, out. it's just, yeah. So like, we've talked about this before on the show. It's pretty common knowledge for those that, that have their ear to the ground. A big part of the, the financial development of uh, Skull and Bones is incentive from the Singapore government. Now, Singapore government must be repaid for their expenditure. Therefore, this game must deliver. It must release. So, hence why this should... Six delays, the game should be cancelled. But it's not. It's continually being pushed because it has to see a day through. And that's part of the challenge. Yeah. But a new challenge is Ubisoft's... For, like the, the key word in their statement here that makes me uncomfortable about their future prospects is the term mega brands. 
one of the things that we've seen across all forms of uh, in, of entertainment industry, uh, especially in recent years, is the 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 the, the increased risk aversion. We see that within in movies with remakes uh, previously uh, and only working within big franchises. Very few new IPs, movies that would push the envelope or in terms of going different directions or something creatively different, uh, few and far between. And we looked over at games, games like, you know, especially in a post-pandemic, entering a recession or currently in a recession, depending on where you're located. We're seeing a, a focus on remasters, remakes, even PlayStation. They are doing what we had criticized Xbox for a number of years ago. No, that's we as in you and us, not PlayStation, you and I. Is that they're focused solely on their three tentpole IPs. Like they focused on their Halo, their Gears, and... I forgot the other ones. But with the idea is they even built studios like three four uh three four three, uh which is in both and coalition, two studios that are named after the games that they are making. So, and Forza, thank you, buddy. For the life of me, I couldn't think of the name. Forza is really good though, so shout out to Forza. But it's really yeah yeah it's really good. It's like it actually shits on GT like consistently, um but. Those two studios, like they are, they they are so reliant on those brands, they had nothing else. And even then, play even Microsoft right now still have no identity in that that they are buying all these other studios in order to create something because they don't have a stable. We've seen with PlayStation with with Jim Ryan since his into head, head jump into power, his focus on continuing brands that exist. Uh, we originally had the same thought around the Last was Part One remake. Turns out the game was really really good. But the base game was always really, really good. So just upraising it is that. Yeah, then, but then we hear that there are five different Horizon properties coming in the future. TV series, sequels, an online game. Like they're just going to ex- continue to exhaust the, these franchises. No more are we going to get cool, innovative things. Like even like Days Gone, which is a good game got canned because they didn't see franchise potential out of it. Like that game would have incredibly benefited from a second one. 100%. Like the likes of Concrete Genie, are we going to see them again? Probably not. Like I don't know, Pixel Opus is still around and they're still doing something. But like PlayStation under under the under the 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 focus of of Crying Jim Ryan has Headed, headed into that path. And if we look over across the industry, we're seeing this focus on these mega brands, only franchises that can see a bajillions of dollars. A, sorry, it's not... So, what was that? Sorry, sorry just to, to, before you make your point, it's why you're so upset about the possibility of losing Call of Duty. Yeah. It's the ultimate mega brand. It is 100% the ultimate bigger brand. Now, thankfully, not much exciting happened. Apparently, more people are resisting it, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, I think NVIDIA and someone else jumped in. Uh, Google jumped in as well. Um, So that concerns me, mostly because when it's the idea of these mega brands, quote-unquote, that then creates this unreasonable expectation about what each game should deliver. 
So then, you know, I think think, uh, Jason Schreier said on Twitter a little recently, like if a game is released under its standard cost and or development time, they wouldn't see a release until the next console. Yeah. And if they continue on this idea of this mega brand where it has to hit those beats, that is what we're seeing. We're seeing franchises, like, like once again, using Uncharted as an example, three games on one generation when PS3 with uh, Drake's Fortune, um, Among, the, uh, Among Thieves, and Drake's Deception, right? All within a couple of years of each other. And they're all exceptional. Then again, I guess you can look at it the other way and you can go, well, you know, Grand Theft Auto is a mega brand and that motherfucker has been on three console generations on the same game. Yeah. But that game has made an exceptional amount. But once again, wouldn't you then... No, no, I'm going to argue that. I'm going to argue the opposite of that, right? That's great if you like GTA V. On the PS2, we saw Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, Vice City Stories, Liberty City Stories, San Andreas five games made to be fair i think two of those were like uh psp very short psp games that were brought, brought onto the ps2 but you get yeah. my point right there is like a back like there is there's an altered expectation at some point the games must deliver these exceptional huge mm. massive things right but not, not even exceptional any game can be exceptional but i'm talking about scale and like the idea of having to push a mega brand now ubisoft have always been kind of gross and their business practice like there was a window of time where they respected the idea that assassin's creed needed time yeah you know what i mean but when now there's a thousands of assassin's creeds coming out like all the time but sorry why is sell omar in the chat goes quote if if you if you like gta 5 the game has made billions of dollars that's totally true and it continues to and i i mean that in terms of i loved gta 5 when it released I don't play it anymore. Yeah. I would love G. I want a new GTA. And I, don't, I didn't want to have to wait from 2013 or whatever to 2023 minimum to see it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's to, the problem to, because that, because that way of making money de-incentivizes the creativity. But that's the issue though, isn't it? Yeah. It's all just a business. Like they have to. Like, I don't get me wrong. Right. It is, it's the games industry. It's it's helpers. the game business. Uh, it is about the money. It's always been about the money. And like Assassin's Creed I'm for a sure. while was good once they took the break. Like Odyssey, not Odyssey. Um, Origin. Origins was great. It was well received. But then they fell back into that same pattern and they've pumped out uh, Odyssey and Valhalla. Valhalla. And they're just getting bigger and bigger of more of the same, and it's just become this tedium. And now they've, you know, spoilers for for quick bits. They're they're saying that that Mirage or the, whatever Mirage becomes is going back to that what Assassin's Creed used to be. It'll be that in the same style of one and two. It won't have that that big open world RPG element that the most recent three have. Allegedly. Allegedly. You say that, like, they said that Valhalla would be a lesser experience. That game is as bloated, if not more, than Origins and Odyssey. I enjoy Valhalla. Don't get me wrong. But that game was way too fucking long. You know, and the idea of long-lasting titles. 
Games is the service of the money. But this is the thing. Companies are forgetting that we don't have infinite time. There is an infinite player base. Like, they're like, oh, games as a service are the market we should get into. Yeah, if you're entirely fiscally motivated, which they should be, they're businesses. But that is excluding the fact that people only have so much time. You know, if you think about that, like in the same way that everyone tried to make an MMORPG for a while there, right? Because of the success of, War- of World of Warcraft. Who's still around? Not many, if any. You look. You look at how many games of a service try to deliver, try try to get pushed out, and then can proceed to fail because they are, they are their motivations heading into it are incorrect. Babylon's fall was that like actually Bandai, uh, sorry Square Enix has had a long history even recently of shutting down what are they deemed as games as a service or games that they have a 10-year plan for because their game like if you look at destiny right destiny's mode like destiny's motivations is different destiny's motivation for creating a games as a service is we have awesome interesting stories to tell that we can only deliver in this platform you look at everybody else that makes this games as a service their focus is money story dlc content whatever is extra because all of them have launched fucking broken and by the time they should be releasing their next story update or extra they're just fixing the shit that they fucked up on because they didn't give it the time the respect or anything that it needed to actually deliver so they just they they instantly are out of out behind the eight ball straight away yeah. Uh, in the chat, Buddy Watson jumps in and goes, microtransaction, loot boxes, which is, is, this is fascinating, right? There was a time where they were the thing that we hated, but we, because they then, the games industry pretend, then made something fucking worse, that suddenly microtransactions don't seem so gnarly anymore. Isn't that weird? Games has become a big problem for innovation and creativity. Now the games that shouldn't have that model are trying to adopt it. Very true. I'm quietly worried for factions. The Last of Us 1 multi was so good, but then the Uncharted 4 multiplayer sucked and felt predatory, and it did. I, um, I agree to an extent. So like, the Last of Us 1 multiplayer was great, but it was also super fucking pay to win. Like a lot of those paid for weapons were so unbalanced for so long um, that I stopped playing mm. Last of Us multiplayer. Cause like you'd buy the crossbow and then you just fucking one shot anyone from across the map, and it's like, well, this is this is fun. Um, I I think I think d- depending on what kind of games game this faction is going to be, like I can, I can co- I can kind of see it being something akin to like, um. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, it could be one of those multiplayer survival horror games. I was going to say, like, so to me, it's get, to me, the survival energy is what I'm sort of getting. Because Last of Us is that in premise, but then if yeah. you're adding like I don't know days, uh, not days gone, um, the division where it's scavenging and you go and you seek yeah. stuff and you bring it back and like whether it be building up your base or you know adding new weapons, like, but I, but I, but I also don't want the Last of Us DMZ or you know, yeah, something like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it, because it's obviously it has to be big enough of a scope for them to justify this long a wait between yeah, Uncharted uh, Two, Last of Us Two, and the release of this. But it also can't be too big that it's this weird 
uh, um, it's not what people are expecting. They 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 want more of what they already had. Yeah, but to even to to add to that, like Jim Ryan has come out and said that you know we're going to make eleven games as a service in the next two years. Like even the even they are like money, right? Mm. There was a time when PlayStation would think differently. Like I'm not saying that under the uh, that there was a different time, but under the 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 understanding of of Sean Layden and uh, and you know Shuhei Yoshida, there was a focus on innovation and creativity, but with also knowing that they work alongside your big blockbusters, mm. and that seems to be lost, and that's that's a massive loss over the industry as a whole. I get an example in the mo- in the in the in the movie industry right now, right? We're about to hit Oscar season. Uh, Golden Globes just went down, and we're seeing a well, a genuinely well-deserved creative endeavor in everything, everywhere, all at once, sweeping. Like it, when it launched in the same month as another multiverse movie with Doctor Strange. Like this movie is exceptional. It's thought out. It's creative. It's in, it's inspiring. It's it's heartfelt. Like it's everything that it should be. But like it, it seems to be the exception nowadays. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have those cookie cutter superhero movies where it's a, it's essentially a fucking print by numbers. Yeah, and like I, that's kind of what the industry at large is. And as as we continue down this consolidation path of the acquisitions and and whatever, like I don't see those creative and those creative visions, creative moments coming out and doing doing bigger and better. Like you know, we look the in, like what I hope is that when we start seeing backlashes like we are against Marvel right now, in that that they uh, that they did got they got lazy, they got sloppy, and they just churned out by the numbers average trash right and now everyone's like recoiling against the mcu everyone's already recoiled against star wars the cookie cutter delivery paint by numbers is not going to cut it anymore and i hope the games industry picks this up but once again if the if the games move units if they make money like avatar exceptionally brilliant from a technical perspective, what a movie. It looks amazing. The performance capture, it is a hollow as fuck movie. Like, James Cameron has the gall to sit there and, like, shit on other movies that have come out, but even they have slightly, even more in, like, more in-depth story and nuance than his shit. Like, it looks fucking amazing. I can't fault on it for that at all. Yeah. There's a bigger problem there, Max, is what I'm getting at. As I, and that was, uh-huh, that was my first rant of 2023. Uh, let's wrap things up for the news with quick bits. Uh, so according to a FAQ page on Bandai Namco's website, there could be more Tales remasters happening after the success, their recent success of, um, and there's another one coming out in a couple of months. Uh, so the Tales of series is a big, big franchise. Um, they're, they're looking at possibly remastering more of those, which is mm. awesome. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy on PS5 will support 30 FPS, 60 FPS, and a variable refresh rate. Yes! Uh, as I alluded to earlier, Assassin's Creed Mirage uh, has apparently doubled down on being a traditional Assassin's Creed game. 
Atlas, developer of Persona, has been teasing several unannounced titles for 2023. With PS4 Golden and P4, uh, P Persona 3, whatever the fuck, is coming in January. Like, it sounds like this is ready for some more Persona time, Ooh. which I'm going to shit on, but secretly be really enjoying because Persona is actually not that bad. I just like pooping on it. And just for me, apparently a big Final Fantasy announcement has been teased for this year that was <laughs> completely unrelated to Final Fantasy 7. Is it 16? I doubt it. We know when it's coming. Aha. Uh-huh. Sure. Maybe, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be that that rumored Final Fantasy Nine remaster, or that re- that uh, that Nvidia leaked uh, remaster mm. of, of Nine. Exciting times. Anyway, so. that's all the news, Max. What we're here, what we're, it's episode one of twenty twenty three. So the first thing that we are going to do is our. 2023 video games draft now like we have the last this is our fourth year fourth year yes fourth year is our fourth year of doing it right there down so don't forget the fourth annual for the players video games draft where you the lovely viewer listener uh, uh contributor to the show uh contri- added to the list of games in our facebook group uh and we put up on twitter as well probably should put it in discord my bad um and from those list of games max and i pick eight games each and at the end of the year like we did in the last episode we look at the collective metacritic score uh of each title on if they came on on ps5 that's the version we see ps4 ps4 uh then we collate the scores at an end someone's a winner someone is a loser max is a loser of last year of 2022 ryan the winner Max won 2021. I run 2020. It's it's a it's a bit roller coaster. So hopefully I can we I can get a twofer two in a row. Um, now we should also mention that Max and I cannot have the same game. It's a standard draft rules. Uh, we can only pick the games that are provided to us in this list. Um, the comprehensive list can be found in the Facebook group. Link is in the description below. But we're, gonna, we're just going to pull from that list. So rather than me reading out all of them now, because like I'll read four of them, and you'll be like, I don't know, you the you the yeah. the viewer listen, be like, I don't fucking care anymore. So we're just going to get into it now because I am the champion. I'm holding the the figurative belt. The trophy sits on the shelf behind me. It does not. Buried the lead on getting the Facebook group back. Well, we, no, no, the Facebook group we've had, we never lost the Facebook group. We lost the Facebook page. The actual page itself, like the one that we use to post and stuff, that we still don't have that back. And I don't think anyone's taken it over. We just don't have it. So that we just like all lost our things. So that's fun. Yeah, never lost the group. We lost the page. All right, Max. As I was saying, me the champion, you not. I'll let you pick first. What is... Max's number one pick for 2023 and why? Um, I mean, the why is going to be the same for all of them. It's because I want to win this year. Good point. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to pick Marvel's Spider-Man 2. You bumhole. <laughs> all right. Explain. Apart from I, it's going to be win. good. It's because I want to fucking win. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a safe it's a safe pick it is actually a very very safe pick so the, the thing i was hoping uh in like last year when you let me pick ragnarok uh for the first round 
I was like, I fucking thought Final Fantasy 16 was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Marvel yeah. Spider-Man is to be a sure winner. Like if we look at, you know, we as of right now, we it's alluded to 2023, don't know when, presumably the back end of the year, right? It's all kind of up in the air, um, just like Spider-Man. But if it's anything like what Insomniac did with the first one, this can only uh, only be exceptional. All right, ready for my first pick? You still have Final Fantasy, you bastard. No, I'm just saying Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, yeah. Now, the reason I'm using this as my as my first round is Resident Evil 4 is a cult classic game. Now, a lot of it, it, it still is still that game, but it, it's kind of aged not very well from a controlling perspective. Like it, the tank controls are gross. The respect and appreciation that they have earned, that ben, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Capcom have earned with um, the game that I forgot, uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake, fills me with a lot of hope around Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I believe even if the game is the same, it will still score incredibly well because it's Resident Evil mm-hmm. 4. It's a okay. safe bet for that reason. And, it's, and I know it's coming out this year. Yeah. <laughs> number two, Max? Uh, uh, my number two is has been on your list for the last two years. Yes. And I'm going to take it. Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're done with their delays. I think it will be a controversial launch. Yeah. I think despite all the messaging around boycotting it and whatnot... Uh, people can do what people can do and I think it will still do well. See, I... If we were doing it... If, if this was based on financial success, yeah. I think your your pick is exceptional. I think the game will do well. I think it will move units. However... I, I think I think its biggest downfall will be it may have bitten off more than it can chew by the sound of what it's trying to accomplish, but I think it will still do well. No, I, I believe this game will be hindered by its reception. By once again, because we look at all the people that are uh, actively articulating their disdain in the creator, J.K. Rowling, for connecting it to this game, mm. are games critics, games media. Yes, those, those left-leaning games media. Now, I myself, I'm I'm left-leaning anyway, so like, whatever. And like, I believe that J.K. Rowling's a dumbest person. I'm still want to play this game though. So, like, you know, we can't live in that in truly, morally, whatever, the whatever. So, for that reason, I think that is an incredibly volatile pick because the game may legitimately be like an 85, but I guarantee you it's going to get its scores marked down just because. Yeah. Admittedly, in the same way that, like, you know, we see some games get a bump because of who they are. Yeah. What did you got for me? Uh, sorry, I'm just crossing Hogwarts Legacy off my, off the list. Mine will be Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So EA EA and Respawn did something pretty exceptional with the release of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's a game that has an incredible tale. It still somehow manages to be in the top 20 best-selling games of every month moving forward. That tells me that there's a lot of people that are playing this. 
which means there's a lot of potential for the next one. And then with a result, once again, from if we're looking from a moved units perspective, yeah, great, but we're not looking at Metacritic scores here. The original scored very well, at least written pretty well. Um, it took a lot of inspiration from that Soulsborne way of play, but with some adaptability and you could scale it, you, the difficulty could alter a bit differently. The story was good, except for the major like, hey, here's the MacGuffin and the final moment they destroyed the MacGuffin, making the whole story pointless. It's one of the first actually good Star Wars games in a long window of time. So having a sequel to that only fills me with more excitement. Um, and I, I think it will do well. I think Respawn have, have... If they can build on what they've made, it can only be better. Max? Number three. Double four. Okay. Another controversial pick yeah that's also another volatile pick <laughs> um yeah I don't, I don't know i think this will again similar to what to that of hogwarts legacy although for different reasons i think diablo 4 will sell well uh there has been some early release stuff uh hands-on stuff already um I've liked what I've heard. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people that I follow who were big fans of W2, W3 have also, for the most part, come away very happy. I think it will lose points because of its gross microtransactions and um, uh, monetization. Mm -hmm. But I think it could still be a solid game in and of itself and will hopefully do well. Okay. Uh, my number three is a game that I also have picked previously that screwed me, but I have faith. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Uh, you think? Um, I believe I picked it last year. You bastard. Yeah, well, I had it the year before, and then I gave it up. Oh, that's right. So it it does have a history of, of hurting us, um, but I do believe it's. I, I believe it's coming out this year. Rocksteady have a track record of amazing. Like uh, even like Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Brant, Arkham City, even better again. Arkham Knight has its problems, but at its core, it's still a very, very good game. Um, the amount of time that it's taken to get through to Suicide Squad Killer Justice League, massive. Now, admittedly, I'm trying to play the game a little bit here, and I think it'll get a bump because of the late Kevin Conroy, who I myself am also very saddened that he passed away. And watching that trailer at the Game Awards made me sad. But I think having that extra level of, of knowing that this is uh, Kevin Conroy's last uh, role as the Caped Crusader, the Dark Knight, I think you'll get a bump for that alone. And that's very cynical of me, but I believe that's to be the case. Fair enough. Number four, for you, Max. A Dead Space remake. No, I saw this last year and it boned me. Yeah, well, the first game was good, and as long as they don't fucking shaft the remake, uh, this should also do well. Uh, although, on the back end of Callista Protocol, which underperformed... It very much did. May maybe everyone's kind of over that horror genre. I, I, I disagree. I think, I think that, for me, Callista Protocol missed the, missed the mark real hard. Um, Dead Space has already hit what it needs to hit. They just need to make it look better than it did. See, I think I think that's that's your run on the money there. So Callisto Protocol turned out 
It's not a Dead Space game. Even though it's made by the those a lot of the original creators and in Thor it's a spiritual successor. It wasn't. In visuals, yeah. In reality, not so much. So when people are like, oh, but we wanted a Dead Space game. Well, you didn't get it, but now you're about to. So that would have been my next pick had you not taken it. Very, very, very well considered. Buddy in the chat jumps in and goes, they rushed that out to try beat uh, to be out before Dead Space. And that could have worked to its advantage had it been better. Yeah. But knowing what we experienced, had they released that post, <laughs> that would have been a bad decision. Um, where is it on my list? Uh, Dead Space Remake. Get rid of you. Me. My next one. I'm going to go... Hollow Knight Silk Song. Solid choice. Now, this one is also like a safe-ish bet um, because the original Hollow Knight, Team Cherry did an exceptional job. The game is ripper. It's so good. If they can take the same game and make it better, like as a sequel should, this is guaranteed to be a, a, an absolute incredibly high scorer. No question. Now, the asterisks here, currently, I don't think it's announced for PlayStation. If it's released, but not on PlayStation, I have, do I get zero? Or is that the rule? Because right well, now... We do, we do technically only look at the PlayStation okay. Metacritic score. It's very true. So I guess have I shot... Have, I guess if it doesn't have a PlayStation Metacritic score, I guess it's a zero. Ooh. Well, I shouldn't have said that anything. But that would be disingenuous of me if I didn't say anything. Well, I mean, at the end of the year, I'd look for it to be like, it's on the PlayStation list. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd fuck me. I'd fuck myself and now you fuck me in 12, in 12 months. Number five. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Nice. All the reasons why I said last year, but it's further down the list because it burnt me last year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm petty. <laughs> yeah. But it has a, it has a fucking date now. It didn't have a date last year. It's true. It has a date now. So. Uh, now, mostly because this did good things to me last year. That, well, that sounds inappropriate. Uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall. Nice. Uh, the, Witch, well, the Witch Queen delivered really good for me from a Metacritic score uh, last year. So, hence, it's I feel it's a very safe bet to rely on Destiny yeah, to release with their well, big massive updates. The fact, considering the fact that they're dropping a new subclass this this time around there's not only is it a new campaign that there's a whole new way to play now that unless, unless it's fucking terrible i think it's a pretty safe that's pick. what i'm saying that's volatile because if that subclass blows that could be an instant detriment uh yeah well they've promised that the new subclass will give you the ability to fucking grapple wherever you want throughout the map so i think it's gonna be i think everyone's just gonna like it just for like fucking dick swinging through the yeah <laughs> <laughs> Very fair. Uh, yeah, your turn. Uh, I'm going to take the other Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII, believe it's Rebirth. Uh, yeah, it is part two. Part two of the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, now they did last year say that it was coming this year. They gave us a a window of 
what the fuck, what was it, winter? Mm-hmm. So our summer. So it's a back-end game. They're obviously not going to release it too close to Final Fantasy 16 because that would just be ridiculous. But it is risky in the fact that it could get pushed into early next year. Yeah, I feel that's incredibly likely. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. Your number six. I'm going to play some risk here because even like, there was a demo that dropped for this game and it was just as divisive as the the yeah. general leading into. Someone's picking the game that I was going to pick next. It's forespoken. <laughs> now, I like said, I think if, what I'm going to rely on here for this game is the law of averages, right? I think there will be many that fucking love that will love Forspoken. And I feel that there'll be many that'll hate Forspoken. Or at least they find it average. And that'll balance out to a good like 70. And that's better than not. So Forspoken it is. And plus it's like literally right around the corner. So it's a pretty safe score. Because as of right now, except for Hollow Knight, everything else is a date. You're number seven. Uh... Well, I have to ask if I can actually have it, I guess. Can I pick One Piece Odyssey? It's no. on my list. No. Considering the fact that I just rolled credits and it's already No, you already, you already have access to the Metacritic score, so no. <laughs> um, nice try, though. Pick- <laughs> nice try. Um, Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six. That's going to be my next one. Bummer. Yeah. Well, could have let me have One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Street Fighter 6, we both played it at PAX. I came away feeling very good about it. Street Fighter 6 is always fairly well received. I think it's a pretty safe bet, assuming it comes out this year. Yeah, I think Street Fighter 6 actually is a very good pick. Uh, this pick is solely for me, but... Is is this A-Dub? It is A-Dub Fight Forever! Uh... Now, apart apart from me, uh, thank you, NYC service. Shadow, for the follow. The games uh, of a service wrestling game. Yeah, look, a couple of reasons. Like, aside from my love for AEW, like here's my little, uh, you know, Ray Fenix action figure that fell that fell out of my ring that lives on my desk here. The reason I have picked AEW Fight Forever is a, I think it will be excited in and of itself because you know it's the first of its game. You know, AW have yet to make a game before, which is going to be sick. Two, it's doing all the things right. It's like, oh, it's kind of like, was it No Mercy on 64? That's going to get people boned up. It's doing the ongoing delivery of method. It's not, hey, this is 2022, 2023, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's as a platform that in itself will work well. It looks a little bit rough, but it's made by Ukes and Ukes has incredible respect within the wrestling space. So that's, I think it's a relatively safe bet for those that score it are wrestling fans. It's dangerous. Uh, in the chat, everyone's going, oh, WWE. Oh yeah, so they, uh, 2K apparently having a shindig on the Royal Rumble day. So they, they may be announcing uh, 2K23, which would be pretty cool. My last? Last, lucky last for Max.
Dead Island 2. De- okay. <laughs> uh, I think maybe it's had enough time to wash the foul taste of the first one out of people's mouths. And I'm pretty sure it has a date, so... Hopefully it'll come out. Mm. It's the last pick. It's a bold strategy. Dead Island 2 is a bold strategy. It is. And, um, yeah. I think because, like, Dead Island, the, the other Dead Islands, like Dead Island 1, Dead Island Riptide, they're average at best anyway. So, like, that plus the, the this is this game has exchanged, what, three different developers' hands? Yeah. It's not looking positive. But hopefully the score no. is. Look, as long as there is a score, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, and finally, my last pick, Atomic Heart. Is it even coming to play? <laughs> oh, is it? Can you quickly check that? I'll scrub. I'll scrub it if it isn't. Uh, all I know is I've heard good things about it, hence why I'm checking it out. Is this co- yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Because it is on Games Pass. Yeah. That's why I'm like, is it even coming to? I don't know a lot about this game. It's a game that keeps popping up in conversations, and I go, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I'll check it out. Isn't it just Bioshock Doom? Yeah. Doesn't that sound amazing to you? Don't you I mean, want to do- play I mean, that? I mean, it does. If they um, nail Bioshock Doom, like if they make that kiss, wait, Atomic Heart is that? Is that the um? Are you picking the wrong game? <laughs> no, 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 no. Rest in peace, Indies. Yeah, we didn't pick any Indies this year, mostly because the the contributors gave us a bunch of triple A's. Um. Yeah, I swear. Who's the, who's... That's, what, that's what happened when Buddy doesn't suggest any games in the list. So what was the what was the um, who's the guy that made Bioshock? Oh, you're thinking of um, Not I know what you, you mean, Ken Levine. Yeah, what's the, what's the Ken Levine? Of, um, uh, it's fucking oh my god. Um, they showed it off at the yeah. most recent whatever the fuck. It's um that one. While you're looking at that. So these are the games that we did. What is it? Doing Judas. Judas. Judas? (laughs) Judas. It does have a, that doesn't have a release date. It's also not on our list. Yeah. Yeah. So we couldn't pick it. All right. So these are the games that we didn't pick. These were ones were also left on our list. Skull and Bones. Now, understandably, we didn't pick it. Not even for the walls. Because this is important. Year for the wins. (laughs) This is important. Uh, to uh, To Cheer was on the list. That one came from Twitter. Uh, no one, like, I, I put Horizon Call of the Mountain on the list. No one jumped on it. That would have been a fucking easy win. If that game just looked good on PSVR 2, it's going to score well. But no one voted for it. Couldn't count it. Uh, Lies of P. Uh, Storyteller, The Day Before, Deliver Us Mars, Forever Skies, and Sea of Stars. Oh, man, moving out too. Holy shit, my key for moving out too. So these are the lists are as follows. Max, the the list that is hopeful that you are hoping to get you your uh, f- uh, re- re- redemption. Marvel Spider Man Two, Hogwarts Legacy, Diablo Four, Dead Space remake, remake, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth, Street Fighter Six, and Dead Island Two. We bet, yeah, we best have some strong words with the team over at at uh, uh, <laughs> Square Enix Australia. Be like, hey man, we've got some fucking money riding on this. Can you like, uh, can you put a word can in you, for us? Can you please make sure it comes out? <laughs> My list, 
hopefully getting my two win my ideally getting my my you know two wins in a row is number one resident Evil 4 remake star wars jedi survivor suicide squad kill the justice league hollow knight silk song destiny 2 lightfall forespoken aew fight forever and atomic heart buddy in the chat goes i'm cheering for ryan this year sorry he chose an indie and ae dub he chose an indie that may not come to the console that we're fucking doing this for. Correct. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's have a look. Let's objectively look at each other's lists. Make an assessment. I think you actually have a really good list. <laughs> if these go well, you could do very, very well. Obviously, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is going to be a big, big, big in for you. If Hogwarts delivers, it'll be huge. Diablo 4 has a lot of expectation behind it, but if it works, it will go... Like, there is an appetite for Diablo. Dead Space, as we mentioned, as long as it's better than Callisto, it should score well. And obviously Final Fantasy 16, like, bonus through the roof for that for many people. Rebirth, if it delivers. It, you know, Street Fighter 6, Street Fighter 5 has been... was years and years and years ago. The only one I have zero trust in is your Dead Island 2. But but objectively, I look at your list. Yeah. If they all deliver, I'm a little fucked. Yeah, but we'll but see. buddy else jumps in. I, 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 I think you've got some really safe picks. Like Jedi Survivor is going to do well. Resi yeah. will do well. Destiny Two will do well. Hollow Knight will do fantastically, assuming it comes out on PlayStation. Yeah, that was a bold strategy, Cotton, on that one. Um, For Spoken will be interesting. At least it's coming out like what next week. Mm. I think. so even if it gets delayed it still has a full year to come back <laughs> nice so we'll see but yeah uh buddy george jumps in i have zero faith in, in this final fa- in these final fantasy games actually coming out and hogwarts getting a good score yeah you've picked two volatile picks with hogwarts and uh look you've you've gone for a, fen- a fence swinger if it lands boy it will land if it doesn't you're fucked Ah, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge next year. Can be yeah. future Max's problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have actually actually have any money on it or anything, so it's just it's purely just bragging rights. So, you know, it's all good. <sighs> Anyways, that does bring us to the end of the first episode of 2023. Thank you so much for uh, supporting us and coming and, and ch- chatting with us. As we mentioned, over the next coming weeks, we will have the Last of Us uh, HBO series uh, spoiler chats, review shows, breakdowns. Um, they'll be releasing on the Tuesday morning following the episode at about 9am. That's what probably the plan on YouTube's 8am. Tomorrow, we'll do, do, we'll do, so tomorrow, tomorrow we'll do live and then I'll, uh, and then I'll post it up on the, on the services on the Tuesday morning. I'll have to get back to you on a time. Yeah. We'll I, may, I may be on, I may be on bed duty tomorrow night. We'll, we'll see how we go. But uh, yeah, that's, so that's pretty exciting. But Max, send him home. Well, everybody. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including pod- including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. But if you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live or you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening on podcast service, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures as well as 
our merchandise store, popcorn.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other sorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And that was for the players. Let me go watch Last of Us now. Cool. Bye.